Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian and aka KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter there at BD Entrick, BD. E-N-T-R-E-K, and we are here to recap your Tuesday, April 11th action and get you ready for Wednesday, April 12th. It's a full day of baseball. We had no day games on Tuesday. Wednesday, we got you covered. We have eight games early, a couple mid-afternoon games, six games at night. We got you covered in all ways baseball. So let's get cracking on this one. Make sure you check out PitcherList.com for all the goodies that they have to come. We'll get more to those throughout the show. Let's talk about some recent news, not as doom and gloomy as Tuesday's episode, but still plenty to talk about. Griffin Canyon will make his debut for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim on Wednesday versus the Nationals. Missed all of 2022 with the back and groin injury. Be good to see him there. He used to have high uh, high expectations. We'll see how it goes, but I'm just going to sit back and watch from a distance and see how Griffin Canyon does against the Nats. Dylan Dodd was optioned to AAA. No shocker there when Kyle Wright was activated on to make his start on Tuesday. Kyle Wright started to not go as planned. But that's not going to get him sent down. Just want to let you know, Dylan Dodd, gone for now. Tim Anderson, we talked about it on Tuesday. We had, it was official on uh, talked about it on Tuesday's episode. It was official Tuesday afternoon. Tim Anderson heads to the IL with a sprained knee. He'll miss two to four weeks. The fun here is Lennon Sosa getting a call from AAA, one of the bigger prospects for the White Sox. He got a little bit of run at the end of 2022. But so far in AAA, over nine games, hitting 448 with two home runs walking 19.4% of the time while striking out only 13.9%. So great plate discipline, a little bit of pop, occasional speed. Interesting to see how Lennon Sosa gets the job done playing middle infield for the White Sox while Tim Anderson is out. Carlos Rodon has been experiencing back tightness, which has delayed his return and a possible timetable. That's a bummer, obviously, because he was supposed to kind of be back or at least starting to rehab starting pretty soon. But bright side, he could, quote-unquote, throw a bullpen on Wednesday. If he could do that, that'll hopefully get us back on a time frame to get Carlos Rodon back. But the setbacks are no fun. First, we got Joe Musgrove setbacks. Now we're getting Carlos Rodon setbacks. So much fun in the injury role that is Major League Baseball. Ian Anderson, you know, we, some people were bummed when he didn't make the Braves out of spring training. He goes to AAA, has a horrible first start, ends a little early. Well, it ended early because he needed Tommy John surgery. So, He's going to have that, and he'll risk, miss the rest of the 2023 season. Yohan Moncada, we discussed it on yesterday's episode, was a day-to-day with a back issue that he was lingering through spring training. Well, now it's bad enough where they're basically already saying, yeah, he's going to miss the whole Twin Series. Don't plan on having him for the Twin Series. We'll reevaluate for the weekend. Not good, folks. Zach Eflin goes to the IL talking about backs with a lower back tightness. A lot of these injuries like they just keep popping up out of nowhere. They're hoping it's nothing major, hoping it's just a 15-day IL stint. But this does get us top prospect Taj Bradley up to the bigs. 
um, one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. He is one of the top prospects for the Tampa Bay Rays, of course. Um, pretty good strikeout stuff. Nice ratios in Double A last year. He's made a couple starts in Triple A so far. Hasn't gone deep into either game. So he'll make the start on Wednesday. Not sure how deep he goes. It's going to be one of those race things. And you don't know how long he's going to be there for because that one might be a short stint on the, the, the IL, maybe longer. Glass now is throwing and getting ready to get going. So who knows how long Bradley's there, but enjoy it for now. One of the another, another big-time prospect getting a start for the Rays. And, you know, the Rays are undefeated heading into Wednesday. So we'll see how that plays out. Garrett Whitlock of the Boston Red Sox has been activated from the IL, which is great to see. On the downside, Cutter Crawford coming off a pretty solid start his last time out was sent back to AAA. I have a feeling we can cut to the chase. We will see Crawford again this season. Diamondbacks placed Scott McGuff on the paternity list. Recalled Jose Ruiz. Nothing to worry about there. We talked about McGuff on yesterday's show that he's become pretty much the seventh and eighth inning. He's more, more likely the eighth inning guy for Andrew Chafin. So uh, we can pretty much... Not worry about McGuff unless you're in saves and holds leagues. Seth Brown, the uh, we knew he had an oblique strain. Uh, the results of his MRI came out. It's a grade two oblique strain. He'll miss at least four to six weeks. Those ones are tricky to heal. So Connor Kappel, who we talked about, is going to get some run. Kevin Smith got called up. He's playing shortstop. He should get some run. So it just opens the door for more um, A's players that maybe have fantasy entrance. That's the tricky part with the Oakland Athletics. Max three Freed flew Max Freed threw off a mound on Tuesday, which is great to see because he was kind of just lingering and wondering when would we get Max Freed back, which means he may be back sooner than later. He's eligible to come off the IL this weekend. So maybe we don't get him this weekend. Maybe we get him early next week, which would be music to all fantasy managers' ears. Matt Manning's one and done, folks. He makes his start against Toronto and gets a broken bone in his foot. I believe it's his fifth metatarsal, metatarsal for all you professional doctors out there. Um, yeah, he's going to be done for a little bit. That's a bummer for Mr. Matt Manning. This was an interesting one. Dansby Swanson leaves Tuesday's game with like a side illness or soreness, or there's a bunch of different things getting tweeted out everywhere. And then reports come out later. It was just, um, it was kind of, uh, he's tired. He was tired, something along those lines. And then the real truth came out, at least we think it's the real truth. He just had cramps because he was not hydrated properly because he'd been standing in the hospital all day while his wife had knee surgery and he was not properly hydrated. That was the latest one. So it's been fun in the Dansby Swanson saga. But bottom line, this should not be serious. He'd probably be back in the lineup on Wednesday with the wind blowing out in Wrigley Field. Another shortstop bites the dust. This has been a theme lately. Corey Seager leaves Tuesday's game with a hamstring injury. Not good for a guy that's got uh, injury history in the soft tissue department. And he uh, he got hurt running from first, uh, trying to, to leg out a double. It was a clear that wasn't turning a single into a double. He was legging out a double, pulled up lame, hamstring injury, didn't look good. So we'll have to kind of wait and see for the full di- diagnosis on that on Wednesday. Brandon Woodruff, this was a shot to the heart. Goes to the IL with shoulder inflammation. The reports say this is minor. Uh, I don't know if it's just kind of an early... You know, kind of, it's not dead arm because it's shoulder, but something like along those lines. Like he just needs a little bit of time to let it kind of settle down and he can ramp back up. I don't know. They're saying a couple weeks. I'll lean towards the two to four week to the four week side of things. We'll see. It just stinks to hear. Jansen Junk's getting recalled from uh, AAA. He's made a couple decent starts so far this season. We kind of know who he is, though. He's nothing flashy. So uh, I'm not too too thrilled with that situation. Very, very much not thrilled with Brandon Woodruff going to the IL. 
Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Tuesday action of baseball. Ryan Mountcastle, he was robbed of a home run on on Monday and was not happy about it because of the the big wall on the the extra distance in, in left field in Baltimore. It didn't matter on Tuesday. Ryan Mountcastle, three for four with two home runs, two runs scored, nine RBIs. He hit four of his five baseballs in play, four of them over 103 miles per hour. Um, Three of them were over 106. So far on the season, he's hitting 289 with five home runs and 18 RBIs. Ryan Ryan Mountcastle is having himself a season, folks. This one was fun. Nelson Velasquez got the call to join the Cubs early on Tuesday. And this is a guy that I was uh, pretty pumped on from the little bit we saw last year. From what we've seen in the minors, he's got a little bit of power, speed, hits for average, a little bit of everything. His stat cast metrics in the minors are very, very enticing. So I have shares of him in deep uh, draft hold formats. I was very happy to see this. He gets called up, hits ninth, goes three for four with a double a home run, three runs, four RBIs, and a walk. That home run was a grand slam, by the way. And he was, and like I said, he, he's got some good pedigree. He's hitting 364 with three homers and one RBI, or no, one stolen base in uh, in AAA to start the season. So I like this move for Velasquez. We'll have to keep an eye on what the potential long-term playing time is with this situation. But on a Cubs team, it's really going nowhere. Give the kid some run. So I think this is a fun one if he does stick here. We'll stay in this game between Seattle and Chicago. And that was a Jared Kelenic, two for three with a double, a home run, a run scored, an RBI, and two walks. Kelenic had a big spring. We were hoping for like a, uh, you know, coming out, coming out, coming out, like the seventh time coming out party with him. And uh, it might be happening. He's starting to look pretty, pretty good. He's hitting 333 on the season with two home runs and two stolen bases. And we might finally be seeing the Jared Kelenic we've been hoping and praying to see for quite some time. Let's talk starting. Oh, and for more hitting, for more hitting information, check out the day's top hitters and more. Check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Let's talk starting pitching, folks. Uh, after two bad starts of nine and a third total innings pitch, 10 earned, five walks, six Ks, Corbin Burns is back, Bay Bay. Eight innings pitch, no earned runs, three hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. He looks filthy. Did all that in 89 pitches. Some people are like, why did he not go out for the ninth? Well, when you lose Brandon Woodruff earlier in the day, you probably want to make sure Burns, okay, we got him back on track. Let's just call it a day and make it good. Um, he had 16 whiffs on those 89 pitches for a 39% CSW. He looked great. It was the D-backs. He still, I'll take it. He looked outstanding. Pablo Lopez, this has just been great to see. Nick breaks it down perfectly with the pitch mix users with Lopez, how he's been doing things, man. Seven and two-thirds innings, two earned. Those two earners came early. In the game, too, three against the White Sox, three hits, one walk, 10 more strikeouts for Pablo Lopez. He had 20 whiffs on 98 pitches for a 37% CSW. Pablo just looks like a rejuvenated, reinvented pitcher, and it has been a joy to watch uh, for the Minnesota Twins fans, especially. Jacob DeGrom, he's been ramping up, ramping up. We talked about the first start. Don't get too worried. He's just trying to get, get going. He got a late start to spring, yada, yada. He's, he's good. Seven innings pitched, two earned, seven hits, no walks, nine Ks. Pablo Lopez actually had a better line. 20 whiffs, a 35% CSW on 98 pitches. My biggest thing here, he went seven, and he threw 98 pitches. That's all I care about. The extra dominance will continue to get better as the season goes on. He is stretching out, and he's basically stretched out. So now he gets to fine-tune the craft that makes him the best pitcher in baseball. So you Texas Rangers folks, you fantasy managers that took a chance, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Make sure to tune in to the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. 
all right to the relief pitching side of things. Not a ton going on, which is kind of surprising, but a couple things to keep in mind. Carlos Estevez picked up his first save of the season for the Angels. Finally, it's been a rough go for him and because there has been a lot of situations for him to get saves in. So he picked up his first save. And then a one to monitor, and I think this is interesting, is Nick Anderson picked up his first save for the Braves. Um, there was rumors, you know, when he came back, like this is the dude that was a potential closer for the Rays. He's got the stuff, yada, yada. A.J. Minter's been good, been just fine. He's been used a lot. I think this was just an off day for Minter, and Anderson got the spot. But I will say this could be something more also, just because I think Anderson's the better closer option in this scenario. So keep an eye on this one. This could be one of those like Ronaldo Lopez things in Chicago or even the Andrew Chafin. Like, it was Minter to start with, but maybe they realize Minter might be more necessary in the high leverage early, get Anderson to close, see how it plays out in Atlanta. For more relief picture action and more, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com. All right, we have wrapped up our Tuesday, April 11th recap. Let's get ready for Wednesday, April 12th. And before we do that, though, let's take a break and get a word from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Casey Bubba, on Twitter at BDNTrick. Before we get to all the fun stuff on Wednesday, April 12th, let's get a quick look at the weather from our friend Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, I've done been doing this for over a decade now, forecasting Major League Baseball games. And early in the season, I've never seen so many days that it's going to be dry and no threat of rain. But, hey, we have it. So let's just continue to enjoy it, and you don't have to sit anyone. Back to you. 
All right. Thanks, Mark. Always appreciate your weather information for us to get ready. Let's talk some DFS targets on the day. We have two different slaves. We have an early game and a late game. Some of the bats I'm looking for overall. I love a game stack in Oakland and Baltimore. Two pitchers you can definitely take advantage in Kramer and Waldachuk. So that can be a fun one there. Uh, the Yankees are batting fields one I really, really like as well. There's lots of ways to go on today's action. Those are some that stand out in a big way. I don't think batting fields much for this game. And you got some some interesting interesting power options, obviously, with the Yankees in that matchup as they just took uh, Gaddis to town on Tuesday. Batting field might be in for a, an equal equal opportunity on Wednesday. Pitching is very intriguing, though. Um, Mackenzie Gore, I'm going to say early on, He's looked great. He's looked like the McKenzie Gore of what we saw early 2022. So going up against the Angels, that could be a discounted pitcher for you, potentially. But uh, on that same early slate, Marcus Stroman, I know the wind is blowing out in uh, Chicago, but he's a heavy ground ball guy, nine to basically 17 to two on the season, nine to one, and nine ground balls, one fly ball, and one start eight and one in the other, plus tons of strikeouts. So Stroh's interesting. In the nightcap, though, you got Gossman, you got Strider. Just try to pay for pitching if you can. That'd be a lot easier. Gossman against Detroit, Strider against Cincinnati. I like Gossman more, but they're both very, very solid options as usual. Things I'm looking forward to on this Wednesday. Um, we'll go back to Marcus Stroman. Basically, is he for real? Like we've seen this increased strikeouts. He's still walking three guys in each start, but the K rate's outstanding. The ground ball, the fly ball, still perfect, like just ridiculously good. Is this guy legit still? He's facing a good Seattle offense with the wind blowing out, so that'll be the caveat. He's the wind's blowing out. But is he is he legit? I'm curious to see that. Um, anytime Spencer Strider takes the bump, I'm in and I'm looking at uh, I'm just looking for gifts all over Twitter. That's what I want. So Spencer Strider action, that's good. And then there's a, just a slew of pitchers that have disappointed to start the season that I'm looking to see who bounces back. Are we like, this is start three. So is this, is this really a problem type situation? Like Burns bounced back in his third start. So we're good. Like we should, like I'm not in full panic mode yet, but you get me in a third straight start. We got problems. So like Zach Wheeler, who's been bumpy, Blake Snell, Lucas Giolito. I'm not a Jack Flaherty guy, but I know some guys are like, you got those going for you. Even Clark Schmidt, who I'm pretty much out on. You got that that scenario. So I, I'm really curious. Even Hunter Green, like let's see what these guys have. Uh, and then last but not least, we get Taj Bradley and we get Dre Jameson making their first starts of the season. Bradley's debut, Jameson's just first start of the year. Those are always going to be fun things to, to keep in mind and, and keep an eye on. But that'll do it, folks. Your first pitch podcast is in the books for you. Again, make sure you check out pitcherlist.com and become a member over at PL+. Plus to get into the wonderful Discord, all the tools that wonderful PL Plus offers, plus all the great content at PitcherList.com and much, much more as they're continuing to better the product every chance they can. So go check it out. Worth every penny at PitcherList.com. But that'll do it, folks. I was your host, uh, Brian Entrick at KC Bubba at BD Entrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I will be back with you guys tomorrow for another recap preview of the day's action. But this was the First Pitch Podcast, Wednesday, April 12th edition. I'm out of here. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.